Welcome to Dear Runner Bod, the pod dedicated to helping you embrace your runner's body. I'm Serena Moriardi, a registered dietitian and body image coach who wants you to stop dieting and start fueling the athlete within. While I am a medical professional, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure. Now, let's start rewriting your body's story. So we have our first review of the week. So review of the week is essentially your chance to win over $100 in prizes. And all you have to do is head to Apple Podcasts and leave the pod a review, preferably a five-star review. Come on, guys. You're not going to win something if you don't leave a positive review. But if you leave a review every single week for the duration of the podcast, uh, you will be entered into a lottery to win a masterclass from me. Right now, there are two to pick from, but there soon will be others. Right now, you can pick from either the Runner Girls Bad Body Image Detox, which is $147 value, or the Race to the Kitchen Meal Prep Masterclass, which is a $97 value. And so this week, if you hear your podcast review read on the pod, you send me a DM, you send me an email, and I will give you the chance to choose from whichever masterclass you prefer. So this week, it is Run LMP. Um, This person said, run women and keep roaring. Serena is the most realistic nutritionist runner I have found. She's very relatable and so easy to listen to. It is clear that she is passionate about all things running and nutrition. She accepts and loves all types of runners and bodies. Follow her, listen to her, and learn from her. Thank you so much, Run LMP. I feel very honored to be one of your favorite nutritionists, and I am so, so excited for you to reach out to me to claim your prize. Today, we are interviewing Bailey Quinn. Bailey Quinn, you may remember her from the 2022 New York City Marathon. Uh, Bailey Quinn is a 29-year-old endurance athlete from Florida, and she finished the New York City Marathon in nine hours and 19 minutes back in 2022 in a rainbow tutu running for Team for Kids. And the video of Bailey um, crossing the finish line, it went viral around the globe. And for a couple of weeks there, she was like the top of social media. Everyone wanted to celebrate the happiness she was exuding as she was crossing the finish line. And some people also had a comment um, about her appearance as she crossed the finish line. So Bailey and I are diving deep into what it means to be a runner, what it means to be a runner in a body size that um, society maybe does not associate with being a runner and um, how that's not going to stop her, how it's actually going to help her be become the best pediatrician ever. So I'm super excited to share today's interview with you. Another episode of Dear Runner Bod, and today we have an extremely special guest, Bailey Quinn is on the pod. Bailey, can you say hi to everyone? Hello, everybody. So happy to be here. Thank you for the invite. Uh, doesn't really feel real, but here we are. 
Yeah. So I think there might be some people. So this podcast isn't releasing until like January, February, 2023. And so we will be several months past the New York City Marathon. And so Bailey, I would love for you to just like remind the people like why random strangers on Instagram are stalking you like I did and like begging (laughs) to be friends with you. What's your story? I am a fourth year medical student in New York City. Um, I graduated in May and I made up a fun goal in 2019 to run the New York City Marathon. And um, I did. (laughs) So my original vision, um, I decided to do this in 2019 and I graduated in 2023. So I was like, okay, the 2022 New York City Marathon, you know, I'm going to train really hard, get ready, do it life happens and pandemics happen and whatnot. So training didn't always go to plan and life doesn't go to plan. Um, So I did the marathon my way and I made a giant colorful sparkly tutu and had an absolute blast. And a couple videos of me went, went viral. So I went from just doing a very kind of low key, just for me day. Like most of my family did not even know I was doing the New York City Marathon to waking up on Monday with like hundreds of Instagram followers and people asking me where I got my tutu, I made it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's how I ended up here. And it's been awesome. It's been really cool. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I love colorful everything. So even if you had just like stood on a corner wearing that tutu, I probably would have wanted to be friends with you. <laughs> but like that, the that fact- is the move. Colors and tutus are the move. So yes. <laughs> That's yeah. my whole problem. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I saw in one of those viral videos that this was your first race ever. Oh, it was. <laughs> so I, I guess that's not entirely true. If you want to be really dicey, I technically did cross country in eighth grade. So like I did participate in a handful of eighth grade level uh, cross country meets in South Florida. Um, but besides that... Um, this was my first race. I was, um, I was supposed to do the, uh, Disney princess half marathon, uh, this past February. I slipped at a baseball game, um, in October of 21. So a bit over a year now and kind of beat up my meniscus. Like there's a really small tear, but more so, um, I already had knee surgery on that knee. So, it really just kind of set back my training. It, it, it took a lot of PT. So I had to duck out of that half marathon. And I was like, well, guess my first race is just going to be the marathon. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how it happened. It, it wasn't really supposed to happen that way, but I don't have any regrets because it got done. Yeah, it got done. And like, also as much as that is like a really inspiring goal, because I mean, you're going to go big. You're you're going to go big. You picked yeah. the marathon. But like, um, it's also like a really great first race because the energy is so electric and like the city becomes alive and it's just like such a, a wonderful, like uplifting experience, I think, for anyone who runs that race. Oh, yeah. It definitely set the bar like impossibly high for every future kind of race that I do. Um, which I, well, I guess the problem was at the time I planned to do the marathon, it was going to be a one and done, but it was actually so fun that I'm like, well, maybe I'll do a couple more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It was definitely an awesome first race. Um, 
and now it won't be the last. So yeah. Yay. I love that. I love that. So, so it really sounds like a lot of this decision to run the New York City Marathon, it was just like something you were doing for fun, right? Like, was oh, there yeah. anything else like behind that motivation to run a marathon? No, honestly. Um, I mean, my mom actually grew up in Westchester. Uh, she was a New York road runner. Um, she went to all kinds of cross country meets all over um, the state of New York. Um, I just really like challenging myself. Um, I, I've done some long swims. I did a long, crazy bike trip once. So I really just decided like I'm finishing a big chapter of my life. I've been in school for 21 years it takes a really long time to become a pediatrician, turns out. So I just kind of wanted to do like set a goal outside of academics. Like I don't, I never wanted to be that doctor who lets their whole job consume them. I don't think that's healthy. Um, and if we're going to promote health, um, we should probably try to be healthy ourselves. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's honestly where it came from was just what big crazy thing can I do? Um, besides just be in school for 21 years, which is its own brand of crazy. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's also a pretty big commitment. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's I pretty- just like, it, it helps me, I guess my, all my side projects help me stick to staying Bailey instead of just being like a doctor or a scientist or whatever. I'm like, well, doing all the crazy fun stuff makes it still me. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I want to like kind of, and let me like correct me if I'm getting my facts wrong. But when you say you've done like a lot of biking, a lot of swimming, you you biked across the country, right? Am I yeah, is that yeah. correct? Okay, and yeah. you swam like Marco Island. Yeah. So, um, so the bike the biking story is kind of briefer. I'll tell that one first. My friend actually did a program called Four K for Cancer. Uh, um, a product of the Omen Cancer Fund for Young Adults. Wonderful, wonderful organization and charity. I cannot speak highly enough of them. Um, and my friend Laura ran across the country. So it's like a relay style run all across North America. And I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen, but I can't run that much. I have horrible knees. And I literally like, like, I think I messaged her on Facebook, like that actual sentence. And she was like, girl, they have a bike version. And I was like, oh, I could ride a bike. And that's how it went. So I, I joined, I applied in 2013. Um, I rode a bicycle from Baltimore to Seattle. Everyone wow. on the team raised at least um, $4,500 for the Omen Cancer Fund for Young Adults. Um, and I was the service coordinator on my team. So I coordinated some outreach projects while we trekked uh, from Baltimore to Seattle. And that, I guess, was what made me a cyclist. Even I was, even though I was very, very slow, um, I was so slow. I got a pretty bad concussion in Wisconsin. I was really slow. Um, but it got done, and it made me a much better person. Um, and then the swimming, I grew up a swimmer. I had stopped swimming and actually... Training for the marathon, I decided to start swimming again. So this was in like December of 2019. So then I started 2020. I joined a swim team um, at my local YMCA in Connecticut. It was awesome. And then the pandemic happened. Yeah. So I went home because I, you know, I went to school in New York City and I lived in uh, in Westchester. So I went home to Florida, and I was going out of my mind from the pandemic. 
and I miss swimming. So I just put on a bathing suit and went to the beach and swam a mile every day. And then I started swimming two miles every day. And then my grand finale for the end of the summer, I swam the whole beach front of Marco Island, which is six and a half miles. Wow. Wow. So yeah, so, so this and the swimming I, I've kept up with. Unfortunately, I don't cycle as much nowadays. I still have my bike. I'm actually going to try to do uh, the five borough bike tour in the spring. Um, but the swimming, I, I still swim um, when I can at the moment because I travel a lot for school this year. Yeah. All just- of last year, I actually swam and taught swimming on Staten Island. So, I mean, all I'm hearing here is like, a person who, like, you have every excuse in the book, like, valid excuse. I don't know if excuse is the right word. Like, you're busy. Um, You've confronted injury. You have a crazy schedule with, you know, being a, uh, a future doctor going into residency. And yet, like, you've kept movement a part of your life. And I really love, Bailey, that you said, like, these side endeavors keep you Bailey, like, keep you yourself. And so, like, what I'm kind of hearing is your identity as Bailey, besides just being a just being a doctor. <laughs> besides <laughs> just being a doctor, I no big deal. Project as well. <laughs> you're also an athlete. It sounds like you're like a true blue athlete. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm coming more to terms with the fact that I am because I never. I mean, I guess I I've always described myself as an athletic, but I felt like I would be kind of met with eye rolls because I don't look like an athlete. Like I've been plus sized, you know, overweight, plus sized, whatever you want to call it my whole life. I've never really fit in the mold of a super athletic person, but I just like sports. Like I've always, since I was a kid, my parents put me in every sport. They said, be the kid that coaches want to work with, be the teammate that people want to play with and have fun and try hard. And I just really like the camaraderie of athletics. I did college marching band at the University of Florida, um, which is honestly its own version of sports because playing an instrument and running around a field is exhausting. Um, I was on the sailing team down there. Um, So yeah, I really just like being active. I I actually was a wildlife um, major major in wildlife ecology and biology major at at the University of Florida, because I just like walking around outside. (laughs) Like, I just like being outside and doing stuff. Um, So yeah, that's... uh... And I I just think this is so cool, like, and I think especially since you're going into peds, and so you're going to touch, like, little kids' lives. And, like, the fact that you said, I mean, everything you're describing, it's like, well, duh, like you're an athlete, right? And <laughs> and then it sounded like the only thing they're like holding you back from admitting it is like, I don't fit the mold, you know, yeah. for being an athletic person. And like, I think it's just like, the fact of the matter is, is that society's mold is bullshit. Like yeah. society's mold for what an athlete looks like is not correct because here you are in the flesh you know, riding across the country, <laughs> running marathons. And like, how dare we call you anything other than an athlete? Yeah. And, and I think I totally agree. And I think the issue with how we as a society look at sports, especially because we have so many wonderful professional sports leagues in America, and I am the biggest sports fan, like diehard hockey, 
uh, go lightning, um, baseball, <laughs> go Mets, football, go Gators. Like I love professional sports, but somewhere I think we got the idea as a society that you either are good enough, like you're a professional, like a pro athlete, or you like stop when you're done being a kid. And that was certainly the idea I got because I, I graduated high school and I aged out of kind of, you know, high school swimming and I d- what certainly wasn't good enough to swim at the University of Florida. They are like national champions over there. So I just stopped swimming. I didn't even know there were adult swim teams until medical school. Like I didn't know that I could just casually have like a practice with my coach and like, like join a YMCA and have like Tuesday, Thursday, three o'clock practice. Like it was awesome to realize that like I could be a very mediocre athlete (laughs) and still, and still play. Like, you know, I think that's the message a lot of the youth kind of miss. Like they think their, their glory days are in high school. I'm a much better swimmer now than I was at 16, 17, 18. And I'm so glad that I figured out that I could keep swimming. (laughs) Like they have whole meets for, for, uh, USA masters adult swim teams. Like it's awesome. But I've really never known that because I feel like, you know, the society, the way we look at sports is you go pro, like you, you play in college, you go pro or eh, you hit the gym in your free time and that's it. But there's whole leagues and, and awesome ways to have fun. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's – I honestly have never heard anyone say that. I think that's really interesting. Like I aged out of sports and therefore like yeah. lost that part of your identity. And, you know, I think it's about understanding that, first of all, like we can claim whatever identity we want, right? Yeah, like sure. yeah. literally whatever we want to call ourselves, we can. Um, but then the idea that like athletes don't just look like one certain way or do one certain thing. Like you can be an athlete who just likes hiking on the weekend and playing baseball with her friends a few days a week or whatever. Like there's no like specific set of rules that we have to abide by in order to identify as an athlete. Yeah, for sure. And like some of the more negative comments I got from doing the marathon was like, you know, like you're a disgrace to running or like you should try, you know, work doing other working out. And it's like, but why? Like you can just be out there existing as an athlete and you're not harming anybody. You're just having fun. Like it's, yeah, I, I feel very strongly that that's just kind of the messaging that major sports brands and major sports leagues should get behind. Cause I'm not trying to go to the U S marathon Olympic trials, <laughs> but yeah. I am going to try to wear that rainbow tutu to a lot more marathons. So yeah, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think I, you know, we like, we talk about this on the podcast all the time, but we live in like an extremely fat phobic world and that doesn't necessarily mean like it's right. Right. If we think about like the fact that women like couldn't have credit cards without a cosigner until like 1974, like society accepted that as being okay. But like, clearly it, it wasn't like it wasn't the, it wasn't the smart move and so like right now we're, we exist in a world that's really fat phobic and but just because that's that's true of society doesn't mean like it's the right way to be and you know I I just think like I don't know for you Billy like you went out there to like run a marathon for fun like do something to like 
be yourself and like have fun with it. And then you end up becoming this like advocate for like athletes in larger bodies. And I'm just wondering like, how does that land for you? Like, are you happy it turned out that way? Is it annoying? Like, how does it feel to now be like, you know, representing an entire group of athletes? It's, it's a mixed bag. It's predominantly good um, because it's kind of been my message in health for years that weight is one number, like weight and size are one set of numbers that, that measure one specific thing. And it's been my message in healthcare for a while that we need to look at the whole person. Like weight is a symptom. Weight is a clinical measurement. Weight is not health. Size is not health. And it's definitely a, been a profound honor that so many people have kind of risen to telling this story. I mean, Runner's World did not have to post that video of me. They did not have to do a, a follow-up interview with me, but they did because they understand that we need to change the messaging in sports. And we need to say like, you don't have to look a certain way. So I definitely have embraced it. Um, there's members of my family who wish that I for my own mental health would have just kind of taken the duck out and stopped talking about it route because anyone who addresses a societal problem, you open yourself up to criticism and comments and whatnot. But I hated my pediatrician because I did everything right. I played sports. I ate the food my parents gave me. I ate the foods they provided at school. I did everything a kid should do. And every time I went to the pediatrician, she made me feel awful about my weight. So by the time I got to college, I felt like I was a lost cause because I'd played sports my whole life. So I was like, well, I wasn't good enough to go pro. I guess I'll do marching band and like have fun and go from there. And I'm really fortunate that I found like wonderful organizations like 4K for Cancer and now, you know, the whole marathon group, USA Swimming Masters teams, because now I've realized that there's a whole chapter of life that starts well after high school that can include physical wellness. So it's it's a big feeling to kind of be, like you said, like I actually just got invited to the, the um, I think it's the Pittsburgh Marathon to be like a spokesperson and to do the half for the full. And it's like, wow, like I'm actually the kind of icon I dreamed of seeing as a kid. Someone just being themselves and getting active. Um, but there are days that it's you read a couple nasty comments and you're like, oh, I could just delete my whole Instagram and no one would know me and that would be easier. But that's just not me. You know, like I I'm getting a whole degree in medicine to make kids know that someone cares about themselves just the way they are. So it would be dishonest for me to say, like, I'll run from all the marathon attention because I don't care about it. I do care about it. So, and I think it's okay that there might be some days where you have less capacity to handle oh. bullies and and just like you know appreciating your own mental health. But like Billy, I just want to say like, ugh, like I'm just so grateful that people like you exist. And you know, I think I think that story about your pediatrician is just so eye opening of how this healthy little kid who exists in a body that society has deemed like not the right body gets not bullied by a healthcare provider, but like, you know, like you had all that shame and guilt around going to the doctor's office. And it's just like, oh, yeah. so awesome to know now you're going to break 
you're going to break that pattern, that cycle. And it's, and it's definitely a big barrier to care because like, it's when you can't trust your doctor and you feel like no matter what they say, they're just going to not believe you or be mad at you. It's frustrating and it makes you not want to trust your doctor. And the last thing we need in, in today's current pandemic society is more people not trusting their doctors. And it's not that, you know, weight can be, can go hand in hand with health. Like there is an optimal weight based off your frame, based off of other things, but it's such a complex issue. I mean, we have to like, to really tackle the root of someone's physical appearance, you, you have to also acknowledge food insecurity, time constraints. Like it's just not a cut and dry black and white and it never has been. And erasing that mindset from sports is, to me, what matters. Because I can tell kids all day long, eat healthy, lose weight, eat healthy, lose weight. If all their family can afford is boxed mac and cheese, all I'm doing is making them hate me. Mm -hmm. I'm not making any of them healthier. So if I instead say, hey, do you have enough to eat? Do you get 40 minutes of exercise every day? Let's have you grow up. And then when you're independent on your own, supporting yourself, let's see if we can, you know, instill some healthy habits. Yeah. So, and you could even argue like creating stress around eating the mac and cheese that mom and dad give you is making you less healthy because now you're like ooh. freaking out that you're eating, you know, quote unquote toxic mac and cheese. And, you know, it could have just been this innocuous thing rather than like okay. this cortisol creating experience. So Correct. I mean, I literally probably could talk to you for like, And I can ramble about this forever um, (laughs) because it is genuinely like my life's passion. Like I'm becoming a pediatrician because we've got to talk about health in more productive ways. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay. So I I think this is so inspiring because a lot of times when I'm talking to my clients about like accepting their body, right? Like you just said, like bodies, there's no like one size fits all depending on your genetics, depending on so many things. Somebody's healthy body may not look the way society has deemed a body should quote unquote look. And so as we're like on this journey to heal our relationship with body, a lot of times the thing that really prevents healing is fear of judgment. And so when I am hearing your story and like I've been like stalking you a little bit. I listened to your <laughs> Runner's World interview yesterday. So um, you know, I, I'm hearing you say things like, um, you know, you said you can't be what you can't see last night yes. on the Runner's World interview. That like I was like, I need that tattooed on my body. Like, <laughs> I love that. Um, how are you so focused on yourself and your goals and just blocking out the comparison syndrome, blocking out how are you doing this? This is like magical. How are you doing oh, no. this? It, it took literal decades of work. Like I'm not going to act. And there's still days that I call my best friends. Um, my best friend's name is also Bailey actually. And I'll be like, can you literally listen to me bitch about the world? Cause everything is garbage and I'm failing everyone's expectations. Um, so I'm not going to act like I have every answer, but I think what, what I really discovered works for me is that I, I've just come to a point in my life where I'm too old to care what other people think. (laughs) I've been trying to fit in people's boxes for 29 years. I'm too old for your nonsense. And then on top of that, being, I, so I'm a chronically ill person. I've had a couple really just crappy medical scenarios. I've struggled with really bad depression and anxiety. 
And at a certain point, I asked myself, who am I alive for? Because it's certainly not everybody else. Like, I have to answer to approximately nobody. When I die, it's my life. And um, a quote someone that re- someone on uh, Twitter she really, really st- struck me that they shared with me. People get angry when you don't feel shame for something they've been taught to be embarrassed of. Because people get mad at me and people want to bring me down because I'm out here living life fat and loud and happy and not caring. And folks who spent 20 years dieting and drinking the Slim Fast and the South Beach diet, which trust me, I tried, they hate that I'm just don't care. I don't care anymore (laughs) because like, I'll be honest, I gained some weight during the pandemic because the choice was feel some happiness today or don't eat the cookies. And I ate the cookies every time. (laughs) So I guess that's, that's been, you know, the big message for me between behind like learning to love yourself is it's a journey. It's not a linear journey, but you've really just got to commit and say, who am I alive for? I mean, my boyfriend has made it very clear he'll love me at any size. My parents love me at any size. My siblings, well, they're stuck with me. So it's like, at the end of the day, I don't care what I look like. I just want to be healthy and happy. And I think that's all anyone can kind of ask is like, what makes you happy? And I guess there are people who their happiness comes from the judgment of others, that's, you know, if, if you feel like you have to look a certain way and that brings you happiness, that's fine. I have friends who are super focused on makeup routines and all of that, but I have found it so freeing to find my own happiness derived from me. And I don't care what I look like as long as I'm happy and healthy and being me. So I, yeah, <laughs> bravo. Who am I alive for? Like, oh, dropping the freaking bombs on me these last, like, (laughs) 24 hours of daily bombs. Like, loving it. People ask me where all the pearls came from, and I'm like, there's so many late nights studying in medical school, and you really, you start, like, digging through philosophical quotes to get you through your nephrology exam. So I can't take credit for most of these, because it's, like, the 2 a.m. Tumblr searches that I used to stay alive in graduate school. <laughs> oh my God. Millennial head. So now I repeat them because I'm like, well, they've been keeping me alive for a decade. So I'll just pass them on. Yeah. I mean, that is going to stay with me. Who am I alive for? And I think, yeah. I just think that's like, you know, and I think the most important lesson really is that it's a journey and your relationship with your body is like any other relationship. Like my sisters, I love them so much. I could like die for them, but we still have days where we're fighting, we're bickering. And so it's normal to have bad days with your body. Like that relationship with your body doesn't have to be like a beautiful fairy tale day in, day out. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and like, I'll be honest, like I do want to lose some weight. Like, you know, like, cause that's also been an interesting thing of now I'm at this intersection between like the body positivity movement and, and health and wellness. And I'm going to be a doctor. But the reality is like, you can love your body and still want to change parts of it and still want to be stronger and want to be better. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. 
Like, and that's, I guess the bigger picture is I stick up for people who look like me and people bigger than me, smaller than me, taller, shorter, whatever, because they're allowed to just exist as who they are and whether or not they want to change themselves, better themselves, that's their call. I'm just jazzed that they're alive and happy and doing their thing because you can have that complicated relationship like with your body. There are lots of things I want to improve about myself that I'm working to improve about myself. But in the meantime, I'm not going to say, well, I won't love myself until I'm 180 pounds or I I don't deserve to eat that meal or or run that race until I am this size or this fast or that's the that's the stuff that's toxic. Wanting to be better, wanting to get in better shape, even wanting to wear a smaller size isn't there's nothing wrong with that. It's the well I can't be happy, I can't love myself unless I'm x size or x weight because that doesn't help anybody. Yeah, yeah, we always I always say nothing positive comes from that negative self-talk. Oh, yeah. And yeah. um you know, I think I think the reality here is is that like absolutely like people should do whatever they want with their body. You are autonomous beings. Like no one in on this podcast is ever telling anyone else what to do with their body. Oh, like yeah, yeah. that is not happening. Um but I think it's also just important for us to realize like some people will try to lose weight and they want to lose weight because we live in a fat phobic world that has yep. told everyone they have to look a certain way. Otherwise they suck. And yep. so it's normal to have that desire to lose weight. And I oh, think yeah. it's just important to realize some people, their bodies are going to be healthy in a bigger size, at a bigger size. And if that's the case for you, what Bailey just said, right? Like working on just like self-acceptance and self-love oh, yeah. and realizing- oh, yeah improving yourself doesn't have to mean weight loss. Like you can improve yourself and never lose a pound. Oh, absolutely. Still bettering yourself. So. And the, the bit of medical tidbit knowledge I love to drop on people is that, you know, the BMI metric of body mass index was literally created by a dude, white guy in the 1800s who studied only white guys. And it was a statistics measurement like it it was not ever intended intended designed studied applied to look at the actual health of a human being it was a measurement derived from studying the height versus mass of white men and the world is made up of a lot more than white men and the way like estrogen it interacts with um, fat cells. I could, you know, adipocytes, whatever you want to call them. Um, all of that is very medically complex. So absolutely. Like I have always found weight-based goals put me in an unhealthy space because then I'm, obs- I'm more obsessed with a number than how do I feel? And is the movement getting easier? Is the movement getting faster? That's always been a much more important metric to me than just the weight um for sure because like the 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 literal metrics we use to shame our patients were not even studied nor intended for that purpose i love 
I love we did not discuss this. I did not put Bailey up to that. Oh, like God, I, no. oh, yeah. I love that you just randomly talked about that. Because well, I feel I like rant about that all day. Yeah, like people are like, of course Serena's gonna talk about that, but like oh, it's just that. awesome. I had no idea. So thank you, Bailey. Okay. So to close out the show, we as women, we don't hear enough women talking about why they love their body. So Bailey, I want you to tell everyone why do you love your bod? Let's see. Trying to think of some good reasons. Um, I mean, the most obvious reason I have fabulous green eyes, but that is a very small part of my bod, but man, they're great. Um, <laughs> Love that. My body, it shows up for me, man. Like whether or not your your friends, your boyfriend, your mom, sister, wife, whatever shows up, you show up. You wake up every day in your body. And I, back when I used to be in the hospital a lot before my disease got diagnosed, I had a lot of pep talks with my body and I'd be like, listen, it's just us. (laughs) I would like to go home from the hospital. You you need to cooperate. And it really brought me a lot of peace with the fact that my body shows up. I have made it show up to marathons, make it show up to swim meets. It's never quit on me. My heart has never like stopped beating. And I've got to love it for that, man. Like I have put myself through a lot (laughs) and I haven't just died spontaneously. So that's my biggest reason to love myself, honestly, is that like, I like, I love the quote, um, you've survived 100% of your hardest days. Another, another truth bomb. Truly. This is my Tumblr era, just getting broadcasted on pod because, because like this, this kind of stuff though, like. My body has survived stupidly long, hot days. Gotta love it for that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 really made you an incredible human being with incredible accomplishments. Bailey, is there like a place people can follow you or you know follow your journey do, that you want to share with everyone? Yeah, so my I think I'm gonna keep my Instagram as like the the professional hub because all the other spaces all move and change too much. And Instagram has been like mostly stable. So my handle on Instagram is Bay Bay Quinn, B-A-Y-B-A-Y-Q-U-I-N-N. Um, at the moment, I'm on a little bit of a running hiatus because I'm traveling a lot um, for my fourth year of medical school and the holidays. Um, Cause usually I post a lot more like, pictures of my swims. I swim with a Garmin. So I have a lot of like cool maps when I swim open water. Um, But as soon as my life settles a bit and I'm able to be more consistent, there will be more, um, more workout content apparently, because people like me for that (laughs) more. um, I, I graduate medical school. So if you want to stay in touch I will, I will keep the Instagram for sure. Yeah. And I'll have a link there so everyone can follow her. And, you know, I, I kind of love that. And we didn't get a chance to talk about this today, but I like love that you have seasons of life where it's like, my priority is med school right now. And like, I get back to running or swimming or cycling, like when it works for me. And I think again, like going back to this whole, like, we're not little kid athletes where like, all we have to do all day is like do homework and go play. Like we have- real lives. And so you're making it work in your real life, Bailey, which I think is badass. For sure. Like, I'm not going to lie. My Peloton is sitting in a basement in storage because I've been in Florida for three months and I could not just like pack it in my carry on. So you've got to prioritize, you know, sometimes your family, your job comes before 
the pretty well-planned workout. I try to do my yoga classes when I can get them in. I do a ton of stretching all the time. Everybody stretch. It's really, really good for you. Um, but yeah, awesome. we, we make it work when we can. <laughs> That's right. We're all about like being realistic. I love it. Yes. Thank you, and Bailey. Be, everybody be kind to yourself, please. On the days that it doesn't work out, you you tried. That's all that you, that was my, my, there we go. Another pearl of wisdom. My 2014 Team Seattle bike trip, like slogan, we tried. We tried. Did go well? No, but we tried really hard. <laughs> you had fun. I love it. Okay, we're ending the pod with that valuable pearl from Bailey. Awesome. Thanks again. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dear Runner Bod. If you enjoyed what you heard, remember to subscribe and make sure you share today's episode. Also, if you're looking to download a free three-step guide to love your runner's bod, then head to serenamarierd.com. Can't wait to chat with you next week.